0: Welcome to another episode of the Hoops District Podcast. Uh, make sure to subscribe and leave some feedback. Today we're going to be talking about the best shooting guards in NBA history. And I will give you my top 10 shooting guards of all time right now. I'll start with number 10. And number 10 I have Reggie Miller. Reggie Miller had an 18 year career. Uh, 18 seasons were all for the Indiana Pacers. Reggie Miller is a five-time All-Star and a three-time All-NBA sec- selection. He has career averages of 18.2 points, three, reb- three rebounds, three assists, 47% from the field and 39% from three. Reggie Miller led the Pacers to four Eastern Conference Finals appearances and to the finals against the... um. Shaq and Kobe led Lakers in 2000. So, even while being in the same conference as Michael Jordan and the Chicago Bull Dynasty, Reggie Miller was able to lead his team to some solid playoff runs in the 90s. And the Pacers were almost always in playoff contention when he was there. Miller was a consistent and efficient player. 8 seasons above 47% field goal, 10 seasons above 40% three-point, and 9 seasons above 90% free-throw. His resume may not jump out at you, but his lack of accolades can definitely be attributed to the fact that he was competing against guys like Michael Jordan, John Stockton, Gary Payton, Clyde Drexler, Magic Johnson, Kevin Johnson, Isaiah Thomas, etc. for All the All-Star and All-NBA teams. Reggie was one of the most clutch players ever and one of the greatest shooters ever. And was a really good defender. The postseason, though, is where Reggie did his damage. Um, He hit a plethora of clutch shots. The Pacers took the Bulls, uh, led by Michael Jordan and Scottie Pippen, to seven games in 1998. And took Shaq and Kobe's Lakers to 6 games. He hit insanely clutch shots and showed up in big moments. And is one of the best trash talkers ever. At number 9, I have George Gervin, the Iceman. Gervin was one of the most lethal scorers of his era. Gervin was a 12-time All-Star. Four-time scoring champion, seven-time All-NBA, and won an All-Star Game MVP in 1980. Girvin has career averages of 25 points, five rebounds, two assists on 50% from the field. This man's efficiency was crazy. He scored so much and was so efficient, it's crazy. He played in there with no three-point line for most of his prime, but he was able to score that much. Like I mentioned before, he has four scoring titles, so he led this league in scoring 4 times, never shot below 47% from the field. He has 9 seasons of over 49% field goal, 12 seasons of over 20 points a game, and 2 seasons of over 30 points a game. Very athletic, had a lethal mid-range jumper, and had a finger roll that is one of the all-time great signature moves. 407 straight games of scoring double digits, top to an MVP, voting twice, never miss an all-star team. He had the package, he had the absolute package, the absolute complete package offensively. Um, But the knock I have on Gervin, obviously, for me, it's pretty obvious. His playoff success, he was almost always a first or second round exit. He was very talented, um, but he did not have a lot of success in the postseason. But next up on the list at number eight is Ray Allen, who has slowly become more and more underrated. Casuals calling him just a shooter, which is absolutely retarded. I mean, people have seemed to forgotten his play in Milwaukee and Seattle, and only look at what he did in Miami and Boston. Uh, prime Ray was an athletic wing who could beat you off the dribble, take it inside, solid defender, playmaker, just a very complete player in his prime. Um, I mean... At 25 years old, he led the Bucs to the Eastern Conference Finals and took Allen Iverson and the Philadelphia 76ers to their limit in a series that is commonly known as a rigged, which was 2001. And in that 2001 run, which they faced the Sixers, in those playoffs, he averaged 25 points, 4 rebounds, 6 assists, 2 turnovers, 47% from the field, from three, 92% from the line, and a steal. Impeccable efficiency right there. Then in Seattle, where I feel Ray was at his best statistically and individually, whatever, uh, he averaged 25 points, 5 rebounds, 4 assists, a steal, on 44% from the field, and 38% from three. In 2005, he led the Sonics to the second round in a conference that's is arguably the greatest conference of all time, which was the early to late 2000s Western Conference. He was able to lead the Sonics to the second round against, I believe, the Spurs, oh, correct me if I'm wrong, Uh, where they would lose. But in the first round of those players, they faced the Kings and beat them in 5 games, with Ray averaging 32 points, 5 rebounds, 5 assists, 2 steals, 51% field goal, and 45% 3-point. Ray Allen is also, as you guys know, hopefully you guys know, one of the most clutch players ever. Obviously, we know about his shot against the Spurs in Miami. He's hit plenty of clutch shots in Boston. I mean, hell, he has a case for the 2008 Finals MVP. He was the most efficient player in that series. Insane shooting splits. Uh, He played solid defense on Kobe, who averaged 4 turnovers and 40% shooting. Him and Pierce did a great job on him. He hit many clutch shots, obviously, in that series. Um, and put up 26 points on 70% shooting in Game 6 to seal the deal. What's rounding this all out? He's a 10-time All-Star, 2-time All-NBA, and a 2-time champion. But at number 7, I've got Allen Iverson, one of the most influential players of all time. He was basically the first score first point guard, and that left an immediate and lasting impact. A massive impact on all the score first point guards you guys see today. Kyrie Irving, Kemba Walker, Russell Westbrook, Damian Lillard, etc. Iverson is a MVP, 11-time All-Star, 4-time scoring champion. 7-time All-NBA, Rookie of the Year in 97, and a 3-time steals champion. Iverson is one of those players who is severely underrated, but at the same time, he's severely overrated, depending on who you talk to. Some people underrate him by criticizing his atrocious efficiency, but uh, they fail to realize that Iverson played in the toughest defensive era ever, and an era with absolutely no spacing and big men clouding the paint. Guys like Iverson, Kobe Bryant, and Tracy McGrady had very little room to operate, which is why they had to develop a mid-range game, which statistically is the most inefficient shot in basketball. So context is always key when comparing and analyzing stats. So when you look into Iverson's efficiency you need to look at the context of the situation he was in before you make any assumptions. Played in the toughest defensive era. No spacing. Very little room. Thus, didn't have very good efficiency. But on the flip side, lots of people overrate him as well. People have used his 2001 finals appearance to put him over the top of Wade, Steph Curry... Isaiah Thomas, Clyde Drexler, uh, but anyway, I've got Allen Iverson at 7, but at 6, I've got the bearded one, James Harden, who, uh, is probably one of the best ISO scorers we have ever seen, one of the most statistically dominant guards we have ever seen. And I feel like by the end of his career, he'll be solidified as a top 5 or 6 shooting guard ever. Uh, His postseason success has always been a stain on his legacy resume. Never been able to play the same way in the postseason as he has in the regular season. Uh, He relies on getting to the free throw line a lot. I mean, he's averaged over 10 free throws a game for the past few years. Um, But Harden usually, like, chucks up a contestant free to try to get, like, fouled or just take a bunch of inefficient shots. And the refs are more lenient with the calls in the postseason. So, when you take inefficient shots to try to get to the line, but the refs don't call it, your numbers and your performance overall take a dip. The Rockets also don't look like they'll even get remotely close to the team they were last year. But nonetheless, Harden has finished top two MVP voting twice before winning it last year. He leads NBA history in 50-point triple-doubles. And I think he has put himself in the top tier of shooting guards. And he's right there with all the guys in my top five, which I will get to in a minute. Um... He's right outside my top five right now. But um soon he's may he may enter my top five as his career you know pans out. But at number five, I have Clyde the Glide Drexler, who has become one of the more underrated and forgotten players when talking about the best guards of all time. In 15 seasons, Drexler is a 10-time All-Star, five-time All-NBA. Uh, never missed the playoffs, has one championship. Um, Drexler was extremely skilled. He could do it all. He was a very complete player, a great shooter, an athletic freak, great defender. In his prime, he could consistently get you 25, 7, and 6, and his numbers would probably be much better than that if he played in this era with, you know, guards like Russell Westbrook and James Harden racking up all these boards, and uh, playing with the freedom they play in, yeah, Drexler would probably average some better stats, or probably close to their stats. His postseason performance, though, is really what elevated him into the top five. Drexler has been to three NBA Finals, as I mentioned before. Um, He led his team to the Finals in 1992, averaging 26 points, 7 rebounds, and 7 assists, On 47% from the field in the in that playoff run alone. But in the finals, they eventually lose to the Chicago Bulls. Michael Jordan went crazy again. I mean, he's a GOAT. The bad boy Pistons, who had shut down Larry Bird, Magic Johnson, superstars, top five players all time. They were shutting them down. And when Clyde played them, he averaged 26 points, 8 rebounds, 6 assists on 54% from the field. Even an aging past his prime Drexler took some of the scoring load off of Hakeem Olajuwon in the 95 playoffs, which he really needed. I mean, he carried like crazy in the 94 playoffs, which he was able to lead them to a championship with no help. I mean, he's he's the greatest center of all time to me. But anyway, back to Drexler. Yeah, in the 95 playoffs, he averaged 20 points, 7 rebounds, 5 assists on 48% shooting. In the finals, he averaged 21 points, 9 rebounds, 7 assists on 45% shooting. And he helped Kakeem get the Rockets a championship as the sixth seed. Yeah, you heard me right. The sixth seed. They won it as the sixth seed, which... It's an amazing accomplishment. He's also one of five players to get over 20K points, 6K rebounds, and 6K assists. Drexler is at number five. At number four, I have Jerry West, one of the pioneers of the game, the logo. 14-time All-Star, 12-time All-NBA, 5-time All-Defensive, a Championship, a Finals MVP, a Scoring Title, and an Assist Title. But I believe he's like, I think he's like 1-8 in the Finals or something. And his name is like, his nickname is Mr. Clutch. I don't know why. I'm not going to elaborate too much on West though because he played so long ago. But the things he did for the game of basketball were outstanding. At number three, I have The Flash, D. Wade. Wade probably has one of the most underrated primes ever, ever. I mean, he's easily a top 15 to 20 player all time. And if you just do guards all the time, just guards, not even shooting guards, he's top five. I mean, if I had to do, in order, Magic, no, not Magic. If I had to, yeah, no. Michael Jordan at 1, Magic at 2, Kobe at 3, Curry at 4, Wade at 5. I don't think people realize that in his prime, he was in the discussion for like the best player in the world. Yeah. He was right up there with guys like Kobe and Braun in his prime. He was right up there with them. In 2009, 2009, which is his best statistical season of his career, he averaged 30 points, got the scoring title. 5 rebounds, 6 assists, 2 steals, and a block on 49% shooting. Um Prime Wade overall would just give you 25 points, 25 to 26 points a game, 4 to 5 rebounds, 5 to 6 assists on great efficiency. But my question is, why in the hell does no one bring up Wade's historic, historic, all-time great 2006 Finals performance. He carried, and I mean carried, the heat to a title that year. And he was only in his third year in the league. He had the fourth lowest supporting cast for a title team in NBA history. He averaged 34.7 points, 7.8 rebounds, 4 assists, 2.7 steals, a block, On 47% shooting. And it was against a 60-win Mavs team. And he had no help. He beat the Mavs in 6 games. Another underrated aspect of Wade's game is his longevity. After the first few years of the Big 3 era. Everyone started calling him washed up. 2011 finals. Where LeBron had the biggest choke job by an all-time great ever. Wade put up. 26, 7, and 5 on 60% shooting from the field. 2012 Finals. Um, Wade led the Heat in 4th quarter scoring. He averaged 26, sorry, 23 points, 6 rebounds, and 5 assists on 45% shooting. In 2013, 20 points, 4 rebounds, 5 assists on 48% shooting. Um in the 2016 playoffs at 35 years old, he led Miami to the 3rd seed and in the playoffs averaged 21 6 and 4 on 47% from the field and 52% from 3. He had amazing prime, a great resume and sacrificed individual numbers for winning, for winning in the big 3 era. He Handed the keys to LeBron, and I don't, LeBron and Wade became one of the best duos ever. You know, he sacrificed his individual numbers so they could play together. Easily a top three shooting guard of all time. At number two, Kobe. Pretty much no debate there. And at number one, Michael Jordan. Clearly no debate. He's the GOAT. One more do you want me to say? But that's all for this episode of the podcast. Stay tuned for more podcasts weekly, and I'm out. Peace.